Welcome to What The Crew, a podcast in which we chat with friends and experts about everything related to running, but also general fitness, health, along with some random shit. We are your hosts, Vipke and Kevin. Today we have Eline Peterse and Chantal Janse from Physiofabrik on our show. Both are not only physiotherapists, but also experienced and passionate runners. If you are a runner, injury is something you might have dealt with. And if you are new to running, it's likely that you will be injured at one point in the near future. Not surprising, because running is a sport that causes many injuries. What are the most common running injuries? What causes them and how can you prevent them? Well, this and much more is what you will hear in today's episode. So stick around. I guess it's the first time uh, on a podcast. Yeah, definitely. And the first time that we need to talk in English. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be all good. Yeah. And today we're going to talk about running injuries. Yes. And since you are both physiotherapists, physiotherapists in English, actually. Yeah. Uh, physio, I think it's the best way to say yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you have a lot of experience with this and uh, we want to learn a bit more about all of that. So maybe we can jump in by um, hearing a little bit more about yourself. So you're both physiotherapists at Physiofabrik. Yeah, but also runners. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So shall I start? Yeah, yeah sure. Go okay. ahead. Well, my name is Eline. And uh, as you mentioned already, I'm a physiotherapist at the Physiofabrik. And uh, I'm also a triathlon and running coach and a triathlete and runner myself. And uh, I ran a couple of marathons. Of which the New York Marathon. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, it was really awesome. And my biggest achievement within triathlon is participating in the uh, Ironman World Championships half distance for age group athletes. That's crazy. Summer. Yeah. How was that? That was beautiful. It was amazing. It was in Nice in France. And it, yeah, it was the best experience of my life. Okay. Yeah. But then, yeah. Didn't go as much as I planned, but that's a whole long different story. That's but it was yeah. it was really beautiful, I guess. Yeah, I'm not so familiar in the Ironman triathlon world. If you say you are in the championship, is then do you have to qualify for it? Do you get invited for it, or can you just register for it? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> uh, it depends. You have the pro athletes. Yeah. And then there's also a competition within age group athletes. Yeah. So you have to win an Ironman yeah. within your age group uh, to uh, qualify for the world championships. So, right. so you did. I won an Ironman half distance in uh, Austria in 2018. Yeah. So that's why I qualified for the world championships. In well, two. that's something to be proud of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Even with the, if you're not so happy, apparently, with the actual race, but that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really beautiful experience. What about you, Chantal? Any Ironman? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Definitely no, not. no, no, um, no. I'm, uh, I'm also a physical therapist, but I'm specialized in sports and I'm already done with my study of minimal therapy. Um, I started with running when I was 16. I also played soccer. And in the summer and the winter period, there was no soccer. So I did some running. And after a while, I really started to love it and yeah. uh, increased the distance, but never been so good as Eileen. <laughs> <laughs> cool. But I really love it. And I'm really loving to look at the biomechanics and uh, look at uh, more like the injury side, why uh, are people getting injured and to help people to get back to track, back on track yeah. and... Uh, help yeah. them to recover yeah, so my i'm a really re recreation sporter yeah yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm really loving it because it's getting my head clear yeah and i think a lot of people who are running doing it for uh, to getting their head clear and it's also for me yeah a really love thing to do yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. it doesn't have to be championships and everything to no, yeah, no that's really i'm really, sorry really, i will really never get to that level really but i think now we know that we have uh, a competitive person on this yeah. on this side and a more chill person on this side well i'm chill as well yeah. more competitive yeah okay yeah i was about to say <laughs> because challenge. chantal is also doing crossfit and crossfit is True. also known to yes. be quite competitive yeah. i yeah. really love to sport i did some uh sport um um uh, how do you call it seals um sports uh, school and things like that yeah. i always done some sport but i'm not so talent talented at, at, uh, as uh, elena so well a good combination anyway yes yes yeah. we uh yeah yeah we are a good couple yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> match <laughs> but uh yeah you said already yourself um or many times like you're from the fusifabrik and that's the reason that we also invited you because 
you have the uh, most experience about injuries. And since you're runners yourself, passionate runners yourself, why not talk about running and injuries with you? Did you ever have any running injuries yourself? Yeah, well, I did. I had a, a yeah, it's called facitis plantaris. Uh, in Dutch, it's called heel sport. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that I had last year. Okay. But that, that was because I was um, a little, um, well, there wasn't enough balance in work and sports life mm -hmm. yeah. compared to the amount of workload that I can handle myself. So, yeah, that's, that's something we will talk about like uh, later, what the reasons are there, even injuries uh, um, happening yeah. because um, running injuries, Some of like you had already uh, uh, one of them, but what are the common ones that you see a lot in your physio fabric uh, daily practice, life. daily yeah. life? Exactly. <laughs> what do people come with? I think the most things I see is knee pain, uh, calf pain, Achilles pain, uh, calf, uh, yeah, calf. shins, shin. No, yeah, shins. I, I don't see them a lot. Oh, maybe you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. But I think those three are the most common uh, injuries for me. Yeah. 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 Well, calf and shin are mostly related. Though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Calf, shin, and shin. Yeah. yeah. The front and the and back. The back. Side yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the everything below the knee. I don't know if yeah, you saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes also the hip pathology or uh, glute pathology. Yeah. Uh, yes. Some pain in the yeah in the in the yeah hip area hip area yeah yeah that's. Yeah, awesome. yeah. We I don't know if you saw the video that Kevin made to, uh, to promote this episode, yeah. but we exaggerated yeah, it a little yeah, bit yeah. Uh, to go like even as far as eye pain. <laughs> yeah, but it's of course toe pain. Yeah. I don't know what you always said, but <laughs> complete ridiculous, of course. Like uh, yeah, this is something I also heard a lot that knee is really the thing that yeah. the runner's kills, knee actually. Yeah, kill, yeah, yeah, that's why it's called like English, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you said already, um, or like, why do these injuries happen? Yeah, so it's always hard to, to see why injuries happen because there are a lot of factors that are uh, uh, part of why things are happening. So it could be the uh, uh, lifestyle factors, for example, uh, how much do you train? Um, how much do you rest? How is your nutrition? How is your sleep? Mm -hmm. But it can also be uh, the amount of stress or um, biomechanics, of course. Mm -hmm. um, um, yeah, so it's really hard to say Why did I get this? Mm -hmm. um, often you see it within a buildup. So they train too fast or too much or too too soon, too fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the the reason why is not always um, really easy to pinpoint. Easy, no, but it's for us. It's also more important. What can we do about it? Yeah, yeah. Because um, maybe to go a little bit back. Runners, like if you are exercising regularly, like uh, you're having a little bit of pain, you are feeling sore. When do I know that I have actually an injury that I should take care of or that I'm just like a little sore? Is there like kind of like a pain scale that you say usually like, okay, if it's from zero, not pain, 10, like unbearable, or is it like if it lasts at least two days or if it comes back, like when do I know that I'm a pussy or yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that I question. actually should see someone like you? Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> actually, um, that's really hard to, because I can't, I can't feel your pain. So yeah. that's always a hard uh, question to answer. But uh, of course we work with a pain skill as well. But um, for me, um, when people come to the practice, I say, um, how does it feel the, the morning after? So mm -hmm. does the morning after still feel the same kind of pain? Then most of the time, it's it's a sign to yeah. come. Something to is us. more yeah. serious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, I always use the 24 hour rule because sometimes people run uh, in the evening and then yeah, okay, maybe yeah. in the morning it's a yeah. little bit too quick to say. Yeah, yeah. but Three the next later. day, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if the next day it's just as bad as the day before, or you, it's just still feelable. Well, it's well, just as bad, actually. Okay. And also, um, I think we all um, are used to, to do sports. Yeah. So we all know the feel of sore uh, muscle pain. Yeah. Or, the differences. Uh, yeah. Yeah. True. I think so, too. Well, usually. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's... Uh, it's good to load. And yeah. I think people know what kind of loading it's... It's normal for their yeah. body, but yeah. if it's like more sharp pain or something like that, maybe I used to rule about uh, the 10 rule, uh, zero yeah. to 10 rule, like three out of 10, it's, it's, it's still okay. But when it's four, it's yeah. too much. 
a better is one or two. But yeah, um, yeah. sometimes you need to uh, load it a little bit more to get stronger. Yeah. But oh, you need to, to search for the balance inside yeah. of it. Yeah. It's not every week you need to feel some pain or some no. discomfort. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. You mentioned the balance already before, like uh, an overload so that uh, often an injury hop happens because of overload. Yeah. And you were saying like, uh, and probably you mean something like too quick or too many kilometers. Like what is a guideline? Uh, because if I am a 10K runner usually and I want to build up to my first half marathon or maybe even full marathon, like what is an advisable like build up in? Yeah, well, so the, 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 the build up that we work with is a 10% build up. Um, so mostly also depends on that also depends <laughs> very good Always okay depends. yeah fair enough so the whole podcast is depends on <laughs> yeah <laughs> but mostly about 10% so you don't want to increase more than 10% so for example your weekly volume is 30k uh, a week then the 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 week after I shouldn't go to 40 or 50. No, go for 33 because that's 10%. And how you separate it by three, tra if you did three trainings, so three times 10, now do yep. three times 11. Yep. Yeah, good that you also said per week because I was next to ask like 10 per training because like today I got 10. Oh, yeah, <laughs> next yeah. time I'm going 11 and then I'm already at 11. So like I'm nearly yeah. <laughs> at, no, per yeah, week. So, really, so your weekly so. volume. Yeah. yeah. About the common injury that you receive at the uh, Fisufabrik, are um, they all very serious uh, injuries, the, the, the most common one that you have? Or is this something that people can easily get rid of very fast and, and very quick? It can, again, it depends. Depends. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but <laughs> mostly uh, running injuries, um, that is something that's uh, fixable. And yeah. um, um, Chantal and I uh, both do also do uh, running analysis. Yeah. So we look, uh, we make videos of how people run and yep. then we really separate frame by frame. What do we see and what are factors that could uh, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that we do, for example. So it's always, uh, so mostly the running injury is easy to fix, but depends for how long do you have this injury already? If you have it for years, then it's not that easy to fix. Of course, yeah. Uh, compared to when you only had a little pain in your knee for about two weeks, 10 yeah. days. Yeah, I think the, um, when you have like just stiff muscles or something like that, and you did a, some hill training and you feel uh, more sore and it's like two weeks already, that are most of the times just easy, quick. Yeah. quick because sometimes you can say, okay, uh, just do the half of the normal uh, distance that you do. Uh, just some easy run, low, slow and uh, go slow and uh, maybe do some other training like cycling or like Strength. Um, strength or do something else and then try it again and build it up easy. Sometimes it's that that's enough and people are back in track on two, three, four weeks sometimes. And yeah. uh, that's the, we love that one, but uh, yeah. most of the times <laughs> it's something more difficult. Yeah. But, um, um, we always try to let p uh, people uh, still uh, let people run. Yeah. Um, but the tolerance, what they can handle and not uh, just uh, normally they always run 10K, but they can run five without pain. So yeah, you can run five, yeah. run five yeah. without pain. So go running and yeah. go still loading your body. Yeah. And um, I think that's uh, getting more, yeah, people get more, um, how do you call it? Like... Um, um, Satisfaction or like yeah. uh, motivation? Yeah, motivation yeah, so, because yeah. they are not that scared that they can uh, yeah. loading. And yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. People need to have like more confidence that they can run. Yeah. And uh, when they just have pain when they run 10, but yeah. They, yeah, then they yeah. don't do 10, just do yeah. a little less. Yeah. But good that you said this is what uh, was also a question in my back of my head. If you Of course, it depends what injury you have, but yeah. if you are still allowed to run, even if you have an injury, but yeah, what you say, like sometimes it's still possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we don't want to take it all away from you. No. We're not bad guys. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so we want to see what's best for you and your injury. Yeah. And, um, as you said before, um, it's sometimes, so as Chantal said, it's good to load yeah. and you're good at 
by doing the things that you, you're getting good at something by doing the things that you have to do. So for example, we're taking the amount of kilometers for uh, running down. Running down. Yeah, yeah. So only uh, 50% of it. And maybe sometimes it's not possible to keep on running. Yeah. Then we, yeah. So it really depends on the injury. Of course. What are the nice cross trainings? Uh, if, if you should be in the possibility that like, no, running is not possible for you anymore. Are there like general mentioned ones that you can say like this is in general good or is this also really specific? Yeah, because per that's case? something we, uh, as a runner, uh, I never really um, thought or heard a lot about uh, cross training because yeah. when you're into running, you think about running. Yeah, and that's that was for me at least the case. And now that I discover a bit more about the sport and other sports, uh, especially people who do uh, triathlon, yeah, and uh, you can see that with the cross training of biking yeah. and swimming, you actually gain a lot for each other sports yeah in the fact of you can rest uh, your body in yeah. a way that you don't train or use the muscles or the bones in the same way yeah but you still train in the way that your strength is getting better yeah and how is it working with run with running actually so yeah for because so yeah. you mean a, a, a different uh, sport you can do instead of running when you're injured right exactly yeah. yes yeah. so um i think cycling because i'm a triathlete i think cycling is also a great option Mm -hmm. uh, always depends on the level of athlete you are. Yeah. Um, but it's a, gr a good way to um, don't load your body that much and you can still get the f cardiovascular uh, improvement by it. So for example, if you're quite a, a beginning, yeah, beginner yeah. at running, then it's just great to start cycling. Instead, instead, yeah. if you're a more uh, um, advanced advanced runner, you can, for example, do some more interval training on the bike. So it's getting a little bit more intense because mm -hmm. if we talk about intensity, when you're on a bike in zone one or you're running in zone one, it's quite a different intensity. So it's easier to bike in zone one than run. So mm -hmm. that does cost more energy because you don't go for a five hour run most of the time, but mm -hmm. you do go for a five hour bike ride, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you're more advanced runner and you want to get um, a different sport because you're injured, you can go cycling, but maybe then do an interval training. So it's a little bit more intense for you. Yeah. yeah. When you're a starting runner and you have like pain in your knee and when you're uh, running like 30 minutes, um, mm -hmm. maybe people can can walk. So yeah. uh, walk is the, like the same uh, movement. movement and the same load on the knee, but you need to uh, walk a little bit further. Just so uh, when people cannot run for 30 minutes, they mm -hmm. can walk maybe for one hour or one and a half hour. Mm -hmm. So the load on the knee is going to be a little bit more progress because cycling is really nice to, to make your condition a little bit better, but it's a little bit harder to, to get a knee, um, yeah. loading, um, to train the, yeah. Yeah. so the combination I think for, um, train a little bit more for conditioning and, yeah, and, and vascular, yeah. yeah, cardiovascular and, uh, load the knee a little bit more sometime walking just just easy walk is yeah. is also a good one yeah to do cross training but it's it's not that nice as running but no. it's also a good way to load the knee yeah because um i don't know if it, i think it was with you in our pre-talk we talked about how long it takes muscles to adapt and how long it takes um joints tendons, yeah. tendons. Uh, yeah, to yeah, tendons, to adapt yeah. uh maybe you can repeat recover that as well yeah yeah oh. yeah so uh, people um who didn't run and they have like a condition to, to, um, run like 21 K. Mm -hmm. Um, but their body is, isn't that adapting. Mm -hmm. Um, we always say like, it's, it's taking like three to four months to adapt with your joints and tendons and to, to get that, um, yeah. Level, level like of, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe I, yeah, I, I take always like three or four months and it's going to be okay. You can increase your, uh, load. distance yeah. and your load a little bit more to go faster and go longer. Yeah. So most of the time, three months. Yeah. yeah. And for recovery, you need to keep into account that it depends on training that you do. So of course. if you do a long distance run or you do a, a zone yeah. one run, or, uh, if you do an interval training, There, there are different um, uh, amount of uh, rest period that is needed. Um, but for your muscle, that that's really uh, well bleeded structure. Mm -hmm. So that will recover faster than, for example, your joints. So take another uh, 12 hours or more for uh, into account for recovery for your uh, joints, for example. So yeah. you don't run like five days behind each other. No. <laughs> no.
I yeah. won't advise. Yeah, or maybe when you're an experienced runner, then of yeah. course you can. Then do five it. days is is good. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. But then yeah, that was actually also one of our questions because like it's not only the load that is important, but also the recovery. So you say muscles are in general quicker than joints. Yeah, but joints need at least twelve hours. Well, not not you don't depending. Say, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But for example, when you do an easy jog, so yeah. you go for an 8K and uh, it was nothing special, zone one, just easy jog, yeah. clear your mind. That needs about 12 to 24 hours of recovery yeah. for your muscles. Yeah. 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 But no, we'll say, let's say 12. Then for your joints, it's another. 12 hours okay nah. if you do an interval training for example that's really quite hard in, yeah, yeah quite intense or for example like a trail run uh, yeah. in the mountains yeah <laughs> yeah that's in italy yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you would definitely need more yeah is there a certain like feeling or like um stiffness mostly yeah if the stiffness is gone then you're probably good to go yeah yeah, but if you are a little bit stiff, it's also good to go, but then maybe with a little bit more warm up. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think um, muscles are sometimes just uh, responding like two or three days later. Um, you do also CrossFit, so sometimes yeah. uh, you do, oh, it's, it's going to be fine. And <laughs> two days later, you think, oh my God, this stair is really too hard for me. Yes. It's not fine. It's not yeah. fine. <laughs> it's not fine. I'm dying over here. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I think if you, um, normal programs for running is just like, uh, start with three, two or three times in a week and, uh, look at the response of the, mm -hmm. of the, the movement and, uh, yeah. think about that. And if you are really, uh, experienced runner and you can run like four or five times in a week, it's, it's different types of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Talking about warm up. That's yeah. something I uh, oh, yeah. don't well, do enough for sure. <laughs> like um, all runners. Yeah, but <clears throat> I think you need to uh, say, what, what is a warm-up? What do you think it is, it's a warm-up? Do you uh, ask me? us? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's always like a question. Some people say this is a warming up. Some people say that's a warm-up. So I... I'm yeah. Well... You want to go first, Kevin? I can go first. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, for me, warm up uh, is a general name. So it could be exercises, uh, not moving, uh, staying on the, on the, on the spot, mm -hmm. uh, just uh, stretching the, the muscles, the legs, and just being ready. Or it could be also incorporating some run, but a yeah. light run. Before, for example, uh, an interval training is going to be intense for my body, uh, a high uh, heart rate. I will go do a few rounds before uh, at a very low, low heart rate and do some accelerations and, uh, or just exercises, like I said before, with the legs, with the rest of the body, the core, yeah. uh, just to warm up. So for me, it's, it's an overall idea of warming up my body. Okay. It's not a, a specific exercise or just to run or. Yeah. You routine. Know. You don't have a, a strict uh, routine that you do. No, we don't. I wish I, I, wish no, I had one. I wish I could say yes. Unfortunately, I'm not very good with warming up okay. or cooling down. <laughs> <laughs> so no, that's that's not my uh, my strength. No, no, it's okay. Um, I think like uh, runners are lazy. Yeah, that's a bad thing. Um, what our what we know is different. What we do. Yeah. What we actually do is if we go for a relatively easy run, our warmers is only like uh, one or two k's easier pace. And then we actually uh, hit the uh, button on yeah. our watch and Just go for start. the action. Yeah. Goes to actually start. When we do uh, long distances, uh, we do look a little bit at exercises. And I was actually at a colleague of yours oh. years ago oh. uh, because I had issues with my knee. Oh. Surprise, surprise. Run. And uh, he was telling me that uh, before exercising, like really stretches are not good, but more no. stretches in the meaning of dynamic. moving. Yeah, dynamic ones. Yeah. So um, these uh, warm, uh, like uh, like you go on the knee and like you walk up for like in the plank and then oh, you yeah, walk yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know, like, is this called like a warm or like something? Inch, like, inch, inch warm, inch warm. exactly. Yeah. Like uh, he was giving me that and he was giving me also like the bear walk. So you oh, are yeah. like kind of in this triangle and you walk. So I know that and... I'm occasionally doing that. Okay. But uh, yeah, exactly what Kevin says. It's mainly walk a little bit more slower for one, two Ks and then uh, actually go for it. Oh, yeah. I have a Good. better tendency to actually cool down and stretch afterwards when I feel that I'm stiff. Okay. When it's actually too late. Okay. Basically. Well, is it? Yeah. What well, is your opinion where, where now that we set your answer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where are we going to start? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Your warm up. Um, I always uh, look at the day what you'd had 
because if you're doing a, a run in the morning and you're just like, Getting I'm not, I, I'm really not a morning person and my body is really stiff in the morning. I feel sometimes like a really old woman. <laughs> um, then you need to uh, walk a little bit more and make your body a little bit more uh, proper. Um, yeah. To, to get more. In motion, to run, in emotion yeah, and sometimes you need to to walk uh, like five minutes then needs to take some um yeah dynamic stretches dynamic stretches but also uh, just to get your heart rate a little bit higher yeah. and um yeah that's that's thing when you do it like in early in the morning but if you work the whole day and you sit on your chair the whole day and you didn't move I think then it's also really necessary that you do a little bit more warm up than when you have like an active job and you're already like moving a lot to the day mm -hmm. in a day. And I think it was a good thing that you said uh, when you do an interval training, you have a lot more like speed uh, things in between. I think that's also a good one. I always say like 10 minutes for warm up is it's okay, still okay. And uh, it's really good to look what kind of training you do. Mm -hmm. yep. So... That's that, yeah, but that's for the, the, the people who are like recreation sporters. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think that's, that's good enough, but always think about how your body is feeling and do some like dynamic, uh, movements. And, uh, over the time you will feel how your body is normally feeling. And if it's a little bit more stiff, you need five minutes more to get a little bit more loose. Mm -hmm. So I think it's always important that you feel how your body is feeling in that day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think listening to the body is one of the biggest part that people forget to, or just don't want to do it. Yeah. Because if you listen to your body, you can avoid a lot of injuries yes. and fatigue and, and things. So yes, yeah, but always take like minimum of uh, six to 10 minutes to feel how your body is feeling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, after it, you can always change a little bit more your things like that. But yeah. if you are like a, a sporter on high level, I think the warm-up is a little bit more important. Yeah, Elie? Yeah, well, so I think warm-up is important, and of course, to activate your cardiovascular system and to activate the joints. And for example, um, I would say uh, do a warm-up, uh, like um, do some dynamic stretches, do some walking, do some different speed um, work, work, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also do some technical dr uh, drills. So you can activate uh, the movements. Uh, the movements that you want to integrate into your running. So you can use that technique uh, within running. Yeah. So that's why I would also say for the technical drills. But what is actually quite uh, interesting is that you said, yeah, and then I do the cool down, I do some stretches. Yeah. And actually uh, research uh, says that uh, it doesn't make any difference if you do some stretches or not. And Afterwards? You should, Afterwards. Damn it. And you, and you <laughs> really? And but you, you really need to cool down. You need really? to cool down, but not so, static passive stretches. How do you then cool down? Because this is, I think, the general idea in runners' yeah. heads, like do some stretches. Yeah, yeah, people are just like, okay, maybe I'm also that one that you see the, the end line of your run and you think, ah, oh, I'm going to do the like, uh, 1K <laughs> as fast as I can and mm -hmm. then you stop. Yeah. 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 So that's oh, the bad yeah. thing you, <laughs> yeah. you can do. Yeah. So you need to cool down. So uh, go as exactly as the warm up. Do some easy jogging, uh, maybe some dynamic stretches. Mobility flow, things yeah, like that. Those kind of things. Uh, but not the passive static uh, stretches. That's also something, for example, when you go to um, a local uh, soccer matches yeah. or a field hockey, they even do the static and uh, passive stretches in it's front of the training as a warm up. And yeah. that's actually you, something you really, 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 you really don't, don't want to do. do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's like really eye opening for me because like literally what Kevin says, like we most of the time you can see already your street. You think like, we still have something in us. OK, yeah, let's go. run the other last 800 meters. And we literally go quite fast. Yeah, last everybody eight. is doing that. But yeah. and you stop it, down. Yeah. But after it, you need to to walk a little bit more uh, further and uh, get your heart rate like easy going slowly mm. yeah. because then your uh, body can just recover already because okay. if you do it you don't do it it the recovery is a little bit slower okay so, interesting yeah, and also something what we discussed uh, it, at our pre-talk for example um what Chantal mentioned there uh, was that um when for example you had a you had an intense run yeah and yeah you had a great workout and you feel great but then you need to go to work 
Yeah. And they're going to sit all day. Yeah. That's actually not so good for your recovery as well. So also keep into account your cooling down, of course, is important for your recovery. But yeah. then the rest of the day, you're still recovering. So yeah. make sure you keep on walking and keep the blood flow uh, actually going. Yeah, yeah. going. So instead yeah. of uh, rolling with the chair to the printer to yeah. get the paper, maybe I'm you can walk today. there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've had my steps for today. <laughs> yeah. I can roll now. We are interrupting the show to let you know that we are on Patreon. If you like this podcast and want to get access to exclusive content or just help us produce new episodes, then you should support us on Patreon, starting from the cost of as little as a coffee. Yeah, and what is a coffee? Find out more on patreon.com slash what's the crew. See you there. To quickly come back on the stretches yeah. uh, afterwards, because I, I do know that uh, stretching is still a good thing, but not as a cool down, but in general. So to get some some uh, some mobility, some flexibility. Yeah, but, but that's, that's, that's two yeah. different things. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. But then when should we do this? Then not right after, but then maybe the, the next day or during a rest day. Okay, I think we need to to say uh, good. What what is the difference between flexibility and mobility? Yeah, and what is the difference between dynamic stretching and passive, uh, passive stretching? Because with passive stretching, you have like you you will hang in your muscles in the end range, and they have no control. Yeah, and your muscles get uh, tensed a little. Yeah, a lot and. Yeah. yeah you're why hanging, why do yeah. you do it? Yeah, you're hanging <laughs> in your joints and your muscles it, it, at the end range. It's not not yeah. functional. No. So and it's functional when you're in gymnastics, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> where you need to go with your legs uh, <laughs> totally <laughs> out of this. Yeah, no, but so, not so, my case. so no. Actually, no? We're not no? I tried, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so we're not really a big fan of passive static okay. stretching. Because it's not that functional. No. And and people some people are doing it like uh, 10, 20 years already. Yeah. Um you don't have to start because your body can handle it yep. um, but if you're just starting and then we advise to don't use the time to do passive stretching no. but more mobility stretching like um, um, like active um, lurch, uh, search for the end range in active positions yeah and um, yeah yeah, and, the question and, and with that you have <laughs> yeah, with that you have so many different uh, uh, approaches of the active yep. uh, stretching. For example, you have to relax and hold, so where you're mm. tensing your muscle and then relaxing it to get a little further. That's one of the. Um, there are many ways. So yeah. the animal flow you had with our colleagues. That's, that's a mobility. A, that's a mobility yeah, um, kind of exercises. So. Yeah, flexibility versus mobility, yeah. and uh, we're more fan of. Uh, well, we can't because uh, also if you do mobility things, you you feel your heart rate is a little bit higher than you just standing there with your hamstrings in the end range. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so that's also like an active uh, cool down. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I guess like for all the listeners that uh, might not be able to follow or just find this very interesting, just Google active uh, stretching and dynamic stretching. Okay. And then uh, we'll probably some exercises for if you're completely yeah, new or to go this. to the physiophrenic. Or go to the physiophrenic. Plenty of exercises Exactly. Um, what do you think about foam rolling? That's like it was Ooh. a big hype layer recently. Like, does it really also help with recovery? Yes, yes or no? Yeah, well, it depends. No, yeah. it depends. No, 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 no. it still depends <laughs> because there are, there are a lot of uh, researches about foam rolling. Yeah. Um, I think it's the tolerance uh, that you feel that your muscles, it's going to be a little bit more. It's same like a massage. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. People sometimes feel it's it's nice to feel their muscles is a little bit more, um, yeah, make a little bit more warmer. But uh, the research is no. showing yeah. something else. Yeah. Um, but I always use it like people can feel how their body is feeling. But I'm already said like in the warm up, so you can feel how your body is feeling and you know your body a little bit more. If you um, don't feel if you're tensed and you're on a trigger point roller and foam roller mm -hmm. and you feel your body is really a lot of tense, so you can feel you can do a lot more warming up and things like that. But it's not. Um, instead of a warming up, it's yep. to feel more yeah. how your body is so feeling and not not um, the solution for getting the muscles a little bit more moving. Tense. Oh, yeah, because for example, what some research says is that it doesn't do much for recovery. 
uh, doesn't do a lot for warming up. So if you have a, a few minutes as warm up, use it to do dynamic uh, exercises yeah. instead of foam rolling. Yeah. And um, for example, some theory about it is that it. Um, do, um, uh, how do you explain this? So it decreases the amount of pain that you can experience. Because yeah, yeah. Then it's it's easier to explain this in Dutch. But um, so <laughs> <laughs> I had the same problem now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it decreases the amount of pain that you're feeling. Your pain is within your brain, so yeah. that's uh, where pain is uh, uh, translated yeah. to yeah an experience Into as pain. pain. Yeah. yeah. And um, so actually, the your pain fool- tolerance is uh, yeah. So yeah. you're fooling your brain. That's yeah. actually what's happening so it's like a kind of a reflex um uh, of why and then it, it kind of um fools your brain and then it can possibly give a little more uh, releasing release of the muscle so but when your muscles are always tight and you always need to use a trigger point roll because you think it's the best i yeah. think you need to look at yourself and maybe the uh, muscles are too tight because they are too weak yeah. Mm. yeah. For example, and maybe the tolerance yeah. for the muscles to get a little bit stronger and needs to be get higher. Yeah. And um, sometimes uh, when you feel it's like a long time, they are so tight. Now you look at uh, more strength training. Yeah. That's again another eye opener for me, Kevin. Yeah. Or for example, so she said strength training, but also uh, um, you have the um, the opposite muscle you need to look at. So yeah. For example, when your hamstrings are really tight, it could be so, so, uh, that your front line, yeah. so the muscles on the front of your body, for example, are uh, quite weak. And yeah. that's why they are. That's why the back has to uh, compensate. Yeah, for example. And that's why they were getting hit. Ah, good point. Yeah. So when you really need uh, the, the foam roll, it's all you have because you need it, you need it, you need it. Maybe come to the Fisiofabriek, let let them check and see if there's a, 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 a permanent yeah. permanent solution instead of just a quick fix. Yeah. That's a good one, isn't but, it, Kevin? But it's always, it uh, it, it's, it's sometimes a really good start to start with the foam roller to have more tolerance of the pain, but it's not yeah. a solution. Yeah. I think that's the best answer. Yeah. And it's so painful. Yeah. <laughs> so I maybe it. it, it oh, maybe. <laughs> I don't, don't like it. No. No? No, I do it because uh, it's, for me, more of an easy solution uh, after running when I want to kind of stretch a bit, when I feel like I'm a bit stiff. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just take the foam roller and I roll on it thinking I'm doing the right thing. But there are also a different kind of foam rolling. Some some foam rolls are really, really hard and yeah. I really hate those. Yeah. We have both actually. Okay. Yeah. We never use the hard one. Okay. <laughs> but the, the interesting Horrible. part is like we, if we do it, we always do it afterwards, either after the static stretches that we did until now yeah. uh, and then foam rolling or like the day after. But like you mentioned twice that you uh, use it to warm up the muscles and uh, to get a feeling how you feel. So Not like to warm up the muscle, to no. have it a little bit with the warm up. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But like uh, what I'm like heard out that is yeah. more in a warm up. Yeah, because the, then you feel your body a little bit more. And if you feel it's tense, then you can do it. Uh, before you do running and yeah. not after it. And I always think it's better to do more prevention than quick after. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's fair enough that you think um, uh, it's for cooling down because that's the way they market the oh, foam yeah, roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, so yeah. that's what you Absolutely. as a consumer think. Okay, oh, I, they I say know what it's you do good now. for recovery. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, say yeah, it's, it's an Instagram yeah. ad. I need it. Exactly. <laughs> they told me it's cool down. Well, then I do yeah. the cool down. You know, so you, no. the, and when you go into the literature, and you find the research they say okay it doesn't do anything for recovery no no but for the for all the other things we just mentioned but that is something you as a consumer and the listeners they they can know because they market yeah. it as recovery yeah but but it's 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 um i think people who who feel it's 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 fine and also those guns uh to to oh, yeah. to, to yeah. treat your muscle some people really love it and yeah. it, it's it's there and if you love it it's not that hard that you, you can use it, but yeah. use it on the right way. Don't use it as uh, warm up, warm or, up. Yes, yeah, or recover, but additionally, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and and use it um, above the the normal things, the basic things. And yeah. this yeah. is something extra, it's extra. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's not uh, the solution. It feels like the quick fix, but it's it's not a solution. I think. No from running <laughs> anymore. Well, <laughs> well, on top of it, <laughs> on of top now of it. Yeah. implementing uh, more mobility. 
I want to talk about shoes quickly Ooh. because we are into injuries and injury prevention. And there's a lot of talk around shoes and a lot of different opinions. And I want to hear yours. So what is it about uh, the, the the fact that we can have or prevent injuries with different shoes? Yeah, okay. I, I think that's already the the, 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 the the wrong start because no. <laughs> but good introduction yeah, yeah, to yeah, this yeah, question yeah, because um, if i'm also like quickly can interrupt i literally received this week an email from strava saying like because i'm tracking with yeah. what shoes i'm running with which run and strava sent me an email saying like these and these shoes now hit uh 800, your 800 exactly yeah. and they literally said but um it's advisable to change your shoes between 500 to 800 kilometers to help prevent injury. Where oh, I was like, claim. Interesting. <laughs> so, claim. Yeah, now we you all, go. Yeah, we always uh, really think it's really, um, when people are claiming stuff, it gets like chicken pumps in my... I think that's that's always depending on. Yeah. Um, if you are a healthy runner, you are like an athlete, and you are nothing, nothing have no problems. You have like a good uh, daily life with normal movement, things like that. Uh, then your shoes are at least shoe, every every shoe is okay. Yeah. Nowadays, yes, for sure. Yes. Yeah, they're all good. And when you're going a little bit, uh, you want to go faster. Sometimes it will help to have more like, carbon uh, in carbon, your, yeah. <laughs> your soles. <laughs> but then you think about it. Um, it's make your body a little bit um, um, lazy, yeah. lazy, I think. And if you do barefoot shoes uh, running and you always run on, on shoes and then you start with barefoot running, it's a whole kind of different running technique. Yeah. So you need to start up like a, a start to run um, uh, schedule. Yeah. So it, it, it's really depending on. And if you're injured, it's not a shoe. It's most of the time the difference in the uh, load. load. And if... What I said, if you change from a uh, shoe, like from a very thick sole to a, a, a flat sole, then it's it's maybe it's the shoe, but it's also uh, that your body cannot handle the load. Yeah, that yeah. you did uh, just like the same load that you did on the thick shoes, now on the thin shoes. Yeah, yes. because the, the soles can make a difference, for example, mm -hmm. for, uh, because if there are thicker soles, like maybe your your feet get a little more, more a little bit more lazy because your shoe is taking over some uh, functions of certain muscles within your feet. And when you go to barefoot running all of a sudden or you go to um uh, make uh, really thin soles yep. that will make difference so it doesn't really this the shoe itself won't really make the difference it is depending on all the things around it and for example barefoot running they claim that um that's good because you go to your front feet and then the energy absorption is more effective yeah so that's not really clear within literature but for and then, then the thing your yeah. uh, tendon needs to like uh, handle the the work and the, the load, the load. and yeah. it takes like three to four months to take yeah. the load so yeah again. exactly and um for example when you you used to wear hokas with a thick soles mm -hmm. yep. then it could be that you are a, a heel strike person so you you, you land on your heel mm -hmm. but when you run on your bare foot it's almost impossible to run uh, to run uh, to land on your heel because yeah. that actually, not very long yeah that actually hurts <laughs> Yeah. So it's normal for the human to, when they run on their bare foot, they go to the front of their foot yep. or their midfoot. <coughs> mm -hmm. So with that, you make a shift. And when you make a shift with the type of landing that you do, it affects the whole body within. Yeah. So it's not per se that the injury is depending on the shoe, but it can be. It can be related because of all the extra environmental uh, factors. Yeah. And if you're a start, uh, start runner and a runner that's just starting with running, yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes it will help that you have a little bit more uh, comfort. Yeah, comfortable, comfortable shoe, and yeah. uh, sometimes a little bit more uh, support on the inside of your shoe or on your, your feet, and that's okay because yeah. then maybe you can start a little bit higher on your program. Uh, but if you gonna be better, sometimes it's better to go to a more easy shoe, a normal shoe, and yeah. uh, to change that also a little bit more. I'm always um, my opinion about it is is that you so my belly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my opinion is about that you. Um, uh, don't uh, let your shoe uh, help you too much yeah. and um, 
listen to your body, what it can handle. Yeah. And uh, if you want to go faster and um, sometimes it will help to have more foam, um, foam in your, your soul. Your soul. Yeah. Yeah. But when you do an interval training, try to change your shoes and take the, the flat shoe maybe because then your uh, absorption of your body is, is also trained. Yeah. yeah. I agree. And also, for example, what is interesting uh, within shoes is the weight of the shoe. That is actually something that is more, so that's not really injury related, but that's more running efficient related. Mm -hmm. So for example, when you're going to go do a 5k or a 10k run, Mm -hmm. then you don't want to wear too heavy shoes that you wear when you do your long distance with a lot of support. They're most of the time, these shoes are also uh, quite heavy. Mm-hmm. So then you prefer to wear the more lighter shoes, but then again, train that because that is something your whole body needs to, to adapt, uh, to. adapt to. Yeah. Yeah. What about alternating shoes to, uh, well, that's what she literally yeah. just said. Yeah. Right? But the fact of, yeah, to not only train with the different shoes, but the fact that with a uh, related to injury, mm-hmm. you have the fact that different shoes have different point of pressure on the foot. Mm. And um, is this really changing a lot with uh, the fact that you change shoes within the injuries? No, or I, I think um, uh, a body is always like moving in an environment. Yeah. So if your body is feeling that the, the, the landing mechanism is not that efficiency for your body, your, your landing will be changed yep. by your body by itself. Mm-hmm. Not because of you think about it, because your body is, is looking for the most easy way. Yeah. Yeah. And if you try to change the environment and change the shoe or um, uh, run inside or on a treadmill or things like that, it, it will be changing your um, uh, strike. Yeah. And uh, your body is is, is uh, getting use of the environment. And if you change the environment a little bit more, sometimes it will be... Um, yeah. How do you call it? Um, well, when you, when you change the environment, it's, it's every time it's a new kind of, um, you have to uh, adapt. stimulus. Yeah. Stimulus. stimulus. Yeah. And actually you want to, uh, uh, stimulate your body on different ways, because if you train in your comfort zone, you can as well not train. That's yep. actually something I always say, but it's maybe <laughs> because I'm more with the high athlete, uh, elite kind mm-hmm. of uh, athletes, but, um, so you don't want to train within your comfort zone. So I don't know exactly what the literature says about different shoes because I didn't read th- that or didn't mm-hmm. look that up, but within my experience as a runner and as a coach, I would say it's good to, to wear different shoes because every time. You have, you a, have different a different stimulus. stimulus and you don't want to train within your comfort zone. No. So then you, 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 your muscle and your feet and the whole, uh, chain actually, they need to adapt to, to that. Yeah. So. That's also the reason why, well, if you are uh, a recreational runner and you enjoy just going for your weekly, uh, bi-weekly 5k, then go for it. But if yeah. you want to actually improve, like, uh, put in some interval training. Yeah. If the, if the, ones. if the aim is to reach a goal, for example, run a marathon, half mm-hmm. marathon, a really fast 10k, then it's always great to have a program. So you're not training within your comfort zone because then you don't increase your uh, performance level. Yeah. But also by 5k, I will recommend to do one time in a week or one time in two weeks uh, to do an interval training because if you just only run the 5k on your easy tempo mm-hmm. the the running mechanics won't be, be be better and if you do some interval training mm-hmm. you really run you actually yeah. improve your biomechanics yeah. as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 and but With, without but training it and your body is like uh, yeah i agree but i meant for example when you're, you're training for a goal or when you're doing it just to clear your mind because there's yeah. a difference when you just want to run you don't want to get better you just want to don't want to get fast you don't want to go further just want to run so to clear your mind then yeah. it's a different story yeah i think we talked quite a lot about how to prevent future injuries because right build up you said yeah let's go about the build up i think that's quite important with the uh, to to mention um because for injury there are of course uh, different factors that can uh, cause injuries yeah uh, we already mentioned a little the biomechanics yeah. but a really big important factor actually and that's also what it all says in the literature um is uh, the workload f- uh, that you're giving on your body versus the workload that you can handle with your mm-hmm. body and you want to keep that within balance yeah and um when that is out of balance then there's a great possibility you get injured but the balance you don't only need to think about the training that you do but you also need to think about what kind of job do i have 
do I have to stand all day? Do I have to deliver the mails or walk all day? Or do I sit at the office? Yeah. Uh, do I have a really stressful uh, job. Uh, job for your mind? Or life? Most, yeah. <laughs> do you have uh, children at home? How many hours a day do you sleep? How uh, well is your nutrition? Mm -hmm. um, th all those factors, they uh, influence the uh, amount of workload that you can handle. Mm -hmm. So when you're um, putting too much workload on your body, then it's out of balance. So for example, um, I always use the example that when, when you are a fine runner, And normally you run about 30, 40K a week. So three times 10 or uh, those kind of uh, trainings. Mm -hmm. But then um, you, um, you have a really stressful environment at work mm -hmm. and you have to get the deadline. So mm -hmm. your, your sleep uh, won't, uh, you, you don't get the amount of sleep that you normally do. So your recovery time is less. Mm -hmm. um, you, um, you produce a lot, of more, a lot more cortisol, so the stress hormone that um, influence the amount of um, recovery. recovery that you have. And now all of a sudden you only run 25, 30K while you normally used to do 40, but you get injured. And then they come and they say, how is that possible? Because yeah. uh, I only I run less, but now all of a sudden my knee hurts. And yeah. then you need to find the balance within workload. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's I think that's really something big, we, uh, uh, we don't hear enough uh, in, in sports, but especially in running, yeah. uh, in my experience as well, is that you focus more on running and running only, and you don't think about everything that is around, yeah. which is sleep, nutrition, stress, and yeah. all those factors that are influencing a lot the running. So running yeah. is actually only, uh, I don't know what percentage we can give, but it's only a part of, of your it's training. And your, yeah, it's a pinky. <laughs> and then everything around is going to have a yeah. huge influence on, on your performances. And, Definitely. And, yeah. Yeah. So sometimes you get better by n skipping the training and just go to sleep. That will um, affect more your performance than actually putting actually this other training in. Getting yourself together to go to the training, but you're tired as. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can <laughs> say it. <laughs> <laughs> then, then it's better just to cancel the training, listen to your body, and go to sleep. Yep. Always yeah. get, uh, look to the uh, the bigger uh, context. Yeah, no. definitely. And actually, there's one thing I said at the uh, pre-talk that we had, which I want to mention now again mm -hmm. about the cortisol. Yeah, I don't know if you want to know. Um, so actually, that I think is quite interesting. Um, is that uh, when you do have a lot of stress, you produce mm -hmm. cortisol, so that's the stress hormone. Mm -hmm. But your body can't make a difference between mental stress and physical stress. So when you're exercising, you're producing cortisol as well. Mm -hmm. So for example, this is mostly within the CrossFit and triathlon uh, world when there are quite ambitious people and they work about 50, 60 hours a week and they still manage to even go to the, the CrossFit box or go to the triathlon training and they also have a family at home. Those people, they're always going, going, going. But for example, uh, when you um, wake up early at six to be there at the training at seven, and mm -hmm. then you can go straight to your work and then uh, you have a stressful work day and then you come home, you have to take care of your children. Sometimes it's better to skip that 7 a.m. training because um, for your body, cortisol is the same. So you produce cortisol all day because you have quite a lot of stress, mm -hmm. but the exercise that you were doing also produces stress, also produces cortisol. So instead of waking up at seven and then have your all day, you wake up one hour earlier. Later. No, you, oh, sorry, yeah. you wake yeah. up one mm -hmm. hour earlier, you go mm -hmm. to the gym. So you're producing double the amount of cortisol before you're even st starting your day. I think we did not mention why is cortisol not so good to have in your body. Yeah, we did. Okay, yeah. So cortisol is the stress hormone. Yeah. So that um, uh, influences the amount of recovery that you have, yep. um, for example. And it, of course, it's it does a lot of uh, other things, um, but it makes sure that your body is some some sort of in a flight or fight or flight mode. Yeah. So that's not the mode you want for your body to yep. uh, be a better performer. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a that's a very good point, especially uh, uh, mentioning this to. Uh, CrossFit and triathlete yeah. people, because uh, we do have a tendency to push ourselves. And then the uh, workout is our free time recovery, right? Not recovery in the muscle sense, of course, because we do it to, to get better, but it yeah. is our to clear our head and uh, relax 
And yeah. then that's quite a stressful workout. So it's good that you mentioned yeah. it. So yes. actually for your body, it's not relaxing. No. And so actually for your overall performance, the training won't help you. won't make you a better athlete. It will yeah. either actually, uh, yeah, well, really won't help you become a better athlete. So yeah. Yeah. That's why we say that uh, rest is also very important in yeah. the training in general. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Active rest. Active, Active rest. Yeah. Like just doing some easy walk. Yeah. Without so, your phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so no Netflix and chips and uh, yes. ice cream and sometimes beer. that's okay. That's also good for the mind. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you need that. I think yeah. it's time. Um, we also always have uh, ask our audience before we record an episode if they have any questions. Yeah. That's uh, the question of our audience. Yeah. And uh, to mention to our listeners or viewers, um, if you have a question uh, for any future guests that uh, we have, we always post uh, the option to uh, ask a question on our Instagram channel or via SpeakPipe. Yes, you can go on speakpipe.com slash what the crew podcast and leave a, a voice message for us to play in the podcast directly. And uh, I guess it's time to jump in, jump in the questions. Yeah. So the first one comes uh, from a friend of ours, Ryan uh, Jacknell, and he asked uh, top five injury prevention techniques, especially for marathon distances. Maybe it's not top five that you have, but What what would you advise to someone to prevent injury if they are training for marathon? Uh, well, for me, the most important one is the build up. Yeah, yeah, definitely get a coach, get a schedule. Um, don't overdo. Listen to your body. That's uh, recover, sleep, have the right nutrition. Uh, it's actually too much to to, to tell. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But we uh, before uh, we started the podcast, we talked already about it. Like. Often you hear, and even I did the mistake myself, uh, if you want to build up to a longer distance, like a half marathon or marathon, you just think like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm able to do 10 next week. Let me do 11. Then I'm doing 12. And at one point I will be at 21 or 42, but this is actually not the right build up. Like if you really want to have a professional. Yeah. When you do a marathon, uh, some people do think they need to do the, the long distance a week before their marathon, but they're also like tapering time. Uh, tapering time is like the time that you don't do a lot of distance and yeah. just only do the running. And I think, uh, especially with marathons or triathletes, um, are like, um, building up in a, in a, in a amount of time and, um, they need to take a lot of time and a lot of time I mentioned like four or five months to, yeah. to get to the, to the high level, what you want to do, because sometimes four weeks before your marathon, you want to be on your top, uh, distance and top, um, performance, performance. And yeah. then you need to recover from that to be able to be the, the strong marathon. Yeah. Runner. Let the super compensation do the work for you. So yeah. sometimes <laughs> yeah. people think they, they need to do it. Uh, like they come six weeks before the marathon, uh, and they say, yeah, and next week, uh, and a week to later and that week I need to do the long distance. And I think, yeah, you are really too late. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, if so you take, take your time. I think that's the one I, I will, uh, set in my top five, take the time to get to the marathon. Yeah. And, and have a professional build up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. See a coach. <laughs> and, and and change a little bit in your uh, training. So don't do only the running, also yeah, the techniques, uh, also more interval uh, training, mobility things. <laughs> training. There are a lot of uh, things that yeah. come to mind. But the thing is also like it depends per runner. So like that's why actually maybe seeing yeah, a because, professional yeah, yeah, sometimes is the best. If you do a marathon in four hours, it's a whole different thing than you do a marathon in two and a half, three hours. Yeah. That is also very true. Yeah. Well, next question. Next question is what are the best accessory exercises for CrossFitters that also want to run long distances? And that comes from Team Kekstra. Tim, Tim, Tim. Yeah, uh, crossfitters. Yeah, I, I think the combination for crossfitters and running is a really good one because you do the strength training. Uh, what I sometimes miss in crossfitters is the, the unilateral uh, movement so that you uh, train more one side of the body and train a little bit more the triple extensions and triple flexion movements. But I, I think uh, the combination from... Yeah, to, to do strength training and long distance running is is a good thing and um, more unilateral movements and, yeah, and the uh, triple extension. Do I really agree? With? Yeah, yeah. So you 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 make the hips a little bit more stronger. <laughs> yeah, and uh, triple extension means means the three joints: ankle, knee, hip. Yeah. You see with the cleans and the and the jerks and uh, yeah, Olympic weightlifting uh, movements. So, yeah. Um, What Tim? 
look up uh, triple extension and um, bilateral unilateral. So unilateral. like uh, like uh, uh, the high step up. Uh, I think things like that. So yeah, yeah. And uh, the last question question we received from uh, Raphael are. Colot, I'm sorry if I pronounced it correctly. How often should we change running shoes to avoid injury? Well, something we touched already on yes. a bit earlier. It's not yeah. the uh, shoe. The, the, the shoes are not the, the, the point that make us injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah but but still, um, of course, you have your uh, feeling, your own uh, decision making and feelings with shoes. So when you think they need to be changed yep. go change them yeah but don't do it because it, uh, strava says you need to change it because yeah. there's no evidence for that yeah from literature um do it because you want to change it so if you want to change it change it at 400k okay uh, if the shoes are still fine for you at 800k keep them yeah so and maybe uh, change a little bit in the if you want to have more shoes uh change uh, the, the the kind of shoes yeah so that you have um uh, interval training on a more flat shoe maybe uh, yeah. so your body is kind of light yeah. yeah and training the different parts that we mentioned yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, earlier. Yeah. and uh, we also have questions ourselves indeed Ooh. indeed so our questions are if you can give one and oh, yeah. one single piece of advice from what we talked today yeah. uh, to our listeners and, and, um, and, and watchers, what would it be? One piece of okay, advice. Okay, well, for me, the advice is, Anything. is, is still the build-up. And um, um, if you're training for a goal event, we all hope soon will happen again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get a proper build-up. And if you have any doubts about those with that build-up, Go see a coach, go to the Fisiofabriek. We are here. We're happy to help you with all this kind of uh, prevention kind of um, uh, uh, cases as yeah. well. So you don't have to come only when you have an injury. If you have a really pranging uh, question about um, improving your fitness, we yeah. are a sport practice. So we are really help, uh, happy to help you with your prevention as well. Don't come when it's too late. You can no. also come earlier. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be my advice. And if you have to give one, Chantal? Um, I agreed with uh, Elina, so I will make it a little bit more fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always say that sports needs to be uh, a nice thing to do. So yeah. um, always be happy to do running. And sometimes it's a little bit start, um, uh, um, tough start. Tough start, but... Um, see the, the the joy of it the joy of it and enjoy running because it's so much fun and yeah. um when you are like injured that's the most time people stop with running and it's yeah. so nice to do it so yeah. if you have questions and if you have problems uh sometimes prevention is better than healing yeah. too <laughs> yeah. much and uh yeah. And then drop everything because, yeah. Yeah, yeah because it's it's too much fun to drop it. So yeah. always keep smiling with running. And yeah. uh, I like this. I like yeah. the spirit. Never yeah. lose nice. the joy of running. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because if you are not, um, yeah, if you dare, that's not nice. And that's really hard to get back. No, and yeah. yeah. That's a nice one. Yeah. And um, now we talked about running and injuries, but uh, there are so much more topics we could talk about, almost so much more people we could invite. Yeah. Is there someone that you could, uh, that you would love to hear on this show? Or well, topic. Yeah. Or topic. Yeah, well, um, there's this uh, uh, sport medicine uh, uh, doctor. <laughs> uh, his name is Kasper Janssen and um, he's actually a runner himself. And he's really um, uh, specialized within uh, sleep and uh, injuries and um, yeah, practically everything that's related to sleep. <laughs> that's, so you yeah. can also follow him on that's Instagram. Yeah. Find him on Instagram. And um, I think it would be interesting to invite him, for example. Yeah, the, what you actually mentioned earlier already, um, we have such busy lives and yeah. then we want to uh, cramp in also this other exercise. So what do we cut in uh, our first sleep? Yeah. And uh, yeah. you mentioned already earlier, like maybe having one hour of sleep is more beneficial than actually having this one hour of exercise. It's, yeah. an, it's an interesting one, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Great. So um, thank you very much for being with us today. Yeah, thank you very much for having us. Where can people find you if they want to know more about you or 
hear from you or be in contact with you. Yeah, yeah. well, they can find us on the Instagram of the Visio Fabrik, of course, and uh, on the uh, website. website. And we are also like doing like the uh, running analysis. Yeah, running analysis, just also the prevention and um, um, give some advice, not only the physical therapy, but also just giving some advice. So yeah, look at the website, look at uh, the Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Check, go check it out. <laughs> yeah, it's bit like um, maybe interesting for our viewers and listeners. There's uh, fusifabrica.nl slash beta hardloper, so better yeah. running. Yeah. And um, so the Fusifabrica has an entire section that only concentrates on analyzing your running and giving you tips of uh, yeah. how to improve yeah, motor prevention. And uh, exactly. I, I think that's uh, that's a really important, important part that you don't come with us when you have problems but also come when you want to be a better performer yeah and want to be uh, a faster runner better be safe than sorry yeah. yes and i think that the, the, the health the health things is a little bit changing and people are more uh, taking care of themselves so that's a part we want to uh, to help people yeah to yeah. stimulate yeah yeah um, but you also have uh, three, uh, by now, three uh, freezer fabrics in Utrecht, uh, so people can even see you in yeah. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm on the unscared uh, location, so the CrossFit location, but also see people without uh, without CrossFit experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. people can always come. With yeah. us, but I'm on the unscared location, and you are on the. I'm at the uh, Komarijn location, so the swimming the, pool. Yeah. Above the swimming pool, public swimming pool, beautiful swimming pool, 50 meter. Bed. Never been. <laughs> no, it's been really, really, it's really, really big. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lake as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, but like, uh, no, not saying like, uh, oh, well, there's a lake beside, we don't get to swim. No, yeah. but like. Um, it's for me to know where it is. You know, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, okay yeah. I think there's a lake beside yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. It's and at the east uh, side of Utrecht, near to the Uithof. And we see all different kind of athletes and also students because we're near to the Uithof. Yeah. And yeah. they have a third location at the Bouldering Hall. Yeah. yeah. That's more close to Leitzerijn. Yeah. So that's. Where you pass the Dauer Egberts, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the yellow bridge, yellow bridge. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that part of Utrecht. So definitely yeah. nicely covering all our runners in Utrecht. Yes. Yeah. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, I think we've learned a lot today and Thank I you. hope uh, you guys also learn a lot by listening or watching. Um, that's about it for today. Yeah. You can find us on uh, all your favorite uh, platform uh, podcasts on YouTube and obviously also on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, you can uh, support us uh, via Patreon to support the show. And if you want to uh, meet us in person, join our runs. We run every Tuesday with the Utrecht Running Project at uh, Node at seven o'clock. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, see you around. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye.